Now, this is the first time we've ever sexually assaulted somebody on a podcast, but, uh... uh All right, bent over. It's November 24, 2021. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 72. And going full ghetto hyena, I'm Abel Kirby. And computing with kittens. They're Turing complete. I'm cold acid. And sorry I missed OBDM live for this tonight. I'm Sir Sir Seetzer. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a big disappointment, you know, but you can't change your mind now. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, oh, but I have one late. headphone in. I have one headphone in under my, like, earbud in under my headphone, so I'm listening to OBDM live just on the download. <laughs> Without anyone finding out, hmm. We'll, we'll hear if there's a little earbud. Not going to lie, I have done that before. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> what? Uh, have like have like earbuds in with one thing playing and then headphones on top playing something else. Oh, but I thought you meant during. But the not really on the fucking show. trippy, I'll tell you. No, not on our no. show. But I've uh, done the I've done the like earbuds and headphones for two different things at the same time. Oh uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you were me, aka smart, you would have just used your per- like you would use the fact that you always have an earbud in listening to something else as an excuse for your performance on the show. That's what I would do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking. I, it's a, sir, seat sitter. I, I completely. Uh, uh, that's something I would do because I put in earbuds before, even though I forgot my phone, just so people would stop talking to me. I've done that. <laughs> there we go. So what do you have? Yeah. I, heard, I heard some pops. What do we got here? I got a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Future Hop oh, IPA. It, it's eight uh, percent. It's an IPA for people that don't like IPAs. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, I have here whip. Whip? Does that have cool? Is it just whip. a type of cool whip? No, it's Sarah Cole whip. Sorry, traditional Sarah craft cider. Mm. Well, I got my Labat, if however you say it, the blue could be Labash. Labash. Labat. Labat. Um, Canadian Pilsner, and I thought it was Labat when I when I picked it up, but it turned out to be different. It tastes like Labutt. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like cheap beer, man. So yeah, we got a bunch of shit. Yeah, that's Labat for you. Molson's not any better. We've got a bunch of random shit going on uh in the in Ohio right now. And the only story that I wanted to bring up was they have a, a city council voting on this new helicopter and buying night vision and equipment for it. And it was a little story that came by, and I just thought it was you know, it's like, what are we spending the tax money on? When it came across my uh, my desk there, I posted in the chat, and I'll post it in No Agenda. It's a little Columbus Dispatch article. But it's like, hey, we bought this whole damn helicopter, but we uh, we didn't buy all the right accessories, so we can't fly it, so it's just been sitting in a hangar. You know, it sounds like a boondoggle of a store. Well, that's useful. Yeah. Wait, and, and you're looking at uh, almost three quarters of a mil for one helicopter that they don't use? Yeah, and, you know, it's... I think they have four other helicopters, which, which the punchline of the story is. They bought a fourth, like, uh, tricked-out helicopter, but it didn't have night vision, so no one wants to fly it. So they fly the other helicopters instead. So it's just been it's been sitting there. This story is kind of... It tells you, no matter where you go, there's someone wasting your money. It's the first thing I saw in the Columbus Dispatch. Like, whoa, what's going on in the local news out here? It's, well, you know what they're doing? Wasting your money, just like everyone else. There you go. Welcome to welcome to Ohio. 
Yeah, I, well, I don't welcome know. to anywhere, I, really. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Ohio, so I don't know, I, I have fond like I grew up in Toledo, uh, close to the Great Lakes, and I have fond memories of that place and downtown Toledo. And the last time I went back a couple years ago, I was it was the most I've been in Memphis and been less scared of being shot. Like Toledo at night downtown is terrifying now. Uh, there's some places I just wouldn't want to go. I I went and watched yeah. a bunch of YouTube videos of it was just Ohio hoods at night was the the channel was some formulation of those words and it was a guy with a dash cam driving around probably about midnight uh, just slow rolling through a bunch of hoods in 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 Ohio and he was going through different areas of like uh east side of Columbus and some just some really bad looking places but he would just roll and that was the I guess you tune in for uh, the live stream and hope you know uh take bets on if he'll get shot tonight or not it's kind of like watching cops or that live PD show I never watched live PD, but I've heard really good things. It's exciting. It's on, I think it's a 22-minute delay. Some people figured out by, I guess, looking outside the window and they saw something They, they saw something <laughs> going on, then they saw it happen on the TV 22 minutes later, so they, they figured out that's the delay they have. But, man, can you th- believe that, putting together a whole show where they're following people on remotes all the time, and then you have to produce it, and it's only 22 minutes if you screw up and have to fit something else in, you know? That's a high, uh, you know, high tech kind of. Uh, I'm tr- what am I trying to come up with? The uh, just really, really high end production to do that kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I heard they're finally bringing cops back. Yeah. Uh, bad boys, bad boys. They they took a hiatus, brief hiatus after the GF incident. Yeah, the GF incident. Yeah, <laughs> the GF incident. <laughs> We don't say his name. <laughs> as, as is recorded in the history books, the uh, the G. So I I know this is an anime, uh, rela- not always, but <laughs> like one it? out of every four, one out of every four topics involves anime on here. So I did watch nine. I couldn't finish the last one in time, but I watched nine out of the ten episodes of the new live action Cowboy Bebop <laughs> in preparation oh for this. No. <laughs> So, uh, what's your, what's your report then? How was it? What'd you think? Okay. Well, have you guys seen it before? I watched the original Cowboy Bebop. No, and I refuse to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the original Cowboy Bebop in 10 years, but I remember loving it and I'm not an anime guy. So that means it was pretty good. I don't have a strong memory of the show, but I went into this new live action Netflix thing. It's what it's basically Harold and Kumar go to outer space. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, there's only Kumar, oh, not God. Harold, but, or maybe it's the other way around. But anyway, yeah, no, it's, um, I went in thinking this is going to be terrible and I'm going to be mad the whole time. And I got hooked, man. I'm not going to lie. I, I have been enjoying it. Really? I have been enjoying it. Yeah. And, as, yeah, well, and also, if I had seen Cowboy Bebop a year ago instead of 10 years ago, I probably would be like, this is a disgrace to the original. But I have such a vague memory of it, other than I liked it, that, I don't know. Does that make sense? I, yeah, it's... Mm, yeah. Anime adaptations. I just avoid some remakes lesbian on romance. general principle. Everyone was talking yeah. at once. What what did you <laughs> say? <laughs> general principle. My favorite Something US about general. lesbian romance. General principle. Yes, with general specific and uh, 
the no, other? Uh, they, 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 they squeezed in like needless lesbian romance and they turned one of the characters into a dude in a dress for no reason. So there's like the PC bullshit, but it was only like maybe two or three things I noticed. So it wasn't like that was over the top and cinematography wise. I, it's like a fun show to look at at the very least. Um, I would, I would give it a, I'm not going to give it a one out of five stars because I haven't finished the last episode yet. So maybe it'll change my verdict, but I will say so far I would recommend watching it. It's a fun watch. Even if it's not like the best thing you've ever seen. Cowboy Bebop. Still won't. I just I just avoid <laughs> remakes on general principle. I do not I do not watch Western remakes of anime. I do not even watch Japanese anime remakes of anime. Like I haven't watched any of the any of the like rebuild of Evangelion stuff, for example. Because uh, that is just not my thing. I I'm I'm that much of a stick up the ass purist. Well, you know, at least the Ava films were bad. You know, it's uh, it it makes it easier to yeah. Avoid so I don't that. even so I don't even feel bad about skipping rebuild because yes, it's it's not good. No. I will say instead of watching the last episode tonight of of Cowboy Bebop the remake, I binged some bo 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 bo, oh, and God. that was a great palate cleanser. That show is the only anime that yes. I can stand. It's fantastic. It's fucking balls to the wall mental. So yeah, it is pretty fun to watch. I I remember it scrolling by on the TV Guide channel a lot. It, it would show up and it would just be bo bo bo, and they'd abbreviate it in a weird way. And I never knew what the show was <laughs> as a kid. But it was airing. Bo 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 bo. It was airing on Cartoon Network at the time. So yeah. Yeah, they re-aired it on there, the dubbed version. Yes. I got to see episodes of it back when I was in an anime club. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there's all kinds of. So, oh, go ahead. Sir, I just had one more question about the. I had one more question about the Cowboy Bebop. Did when did you guys both say the last time you watched the original was? Because it came out in '98, I believe. I probably watched it uh, five years ago. I have it on DVD. So I, I think I put it in about five years ago, and it's like I put it on when I was making when I was making dinner. I'd watch an episode or something while I was cooking, you know. So I sort yeah. of watched it. Probably around two thousand seven. I had most of the series on VHS back when you'd pay like forty dollars for a tape with two episodes on it. Okay, so I guess you guys. Both of you saw it probably around the same time I did, like close to a decade ago. Give oh, or take. First yeah. time, first time I saw it was two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess since the uh, since not need, I figured maybe you guys have brought up on the show before that you guys have co- would not watch the remake of Cowboy Bebop, but I was hoping at least one of you would have seen it so we could talk about it, but I'll, I'll wow. avoid it. <laughs> I'll avoid the topic altogether now. I've Thank you. This has been my Cowboy no, Bebop I, I review with no I would have possibly expected it from Abel Kirby, but me, I mean, I'm, I'm on record for hating all remakes, whether it's anime or not. Yeah, uh, like, have, have I mentioned how much I hate the uh, Star Trek reboot movies? 
I think we've been through that before, yes. And everything everything that has been done since J.J. Abrams got his filthy mitts into Star Trek in the first place. Star Trek was hasn't been good since the 60s period. Every every Star Trek after Kirk was gone was not worth watching. Mm. Hot take. Hot no, there is a... <laughs> TNG was great. DS9 was really good, despite being uh, a blatant ripoff of Babylon 5. Voyager... Meh. Uh, oh, I liked Voyager. The third and fourth seasons of Enterprise were okay. You know, the thing about Enterprise that was good was the theme song, and that's just about it. It had a kick-ass theme song. No, the theme song was not was not a good thing about it. Oh, it was the best. The only good it. thing about the theme song is it's not the original version. It's a cover of the song. I think it's great. It's my favorite one. Nerd fight. Here we go. Nerd yeah. fight. Yeah. yeah. Woo. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of uh, of other stuff going on, we had uh, some other podcasts this week. Uh, Behind the Schemes had their episode seventy-two. Jesus was a great shot. That was with Larry from that Larry show. Uh, Great episode. Yeah. Larry. Fucking Larry. Fucking Larry. And so they had JFK uh, was mentioned on there, the JFK anniversary, 11 And I went up and looked up the anniversary for Jack Ruby killing Lee Harvey Oswald. Does anyone know what that one's? 11 Yeah, it was actually 24. It's today. Oh. oh. Yeah, so just think about it. That's how fast it was. And I didn't realize that. Until I saw those dates right next to each other, it's, wow, it was really like the day after, you know? It's like they found the guy, and oh. he was dead before anything happened. That's I, how you know it was, know it was definitely, there was definitely, like, three-letter agency involvement. That's what happened to the Boston Bombers, too. They found one of them under, it was under some guy's boat, wasn't it? With, With his throat slit, so he couldn't talk. Mm. Then the yeah. other one was Speed Bump. <laughs> they called him Speed Bump on the radio, I remember that. Uh, I think he got ran over. Uh, Hog Story had episode. Well, yeah, rest in rest in peace, Jack Ruby. I just saw it. <laughs> Respect. Uh, Hog Story had episode two thirty eight, Cool Skull, and they had the uh, the Sting interview on that. And it was kind of fun to listen to music, uh, music being discussed from a technical perspective by someone who knows about it, which is not what you always get. Usually, it's uh, some guy on YouTube who's never done anything talking about the theory of why Kurt Cobain's uh, the melody in this one Nirvana song is so great because it has the elevated through blah, blah, and the, but me, described by someone who's never actually done anything, you know. Um, meanwhile, Kurt Cobain never thought, I'm going to put this uh, minor seventh in here. No, he just did what he what sounded right because he had good taste, uh, according to his fans, which I, I count myself among. I mean, good, t- good taste in putting together music. Uh, in choice of uh, in choice of female company, not so good. Not so good. Uh, Sting though, Sting though was really cool to listen to because he has all the uh, the perspective of someone who is an accomplished artist, and also is willing to talk about the uh, some of the technical nature of his uh, of uh, you yes. know how he put and his, his walks together. in the garden. And his walks in the garden. So that was Hog Story. Uh, cool skull. Uh, what else do we have? Episode one fifteen. Uh, of bowl after bowl what what not with your mom and that one came out i listened to that one live and then uh tonight they're doing bowls with buds with cork s it's coming up i think at nine. Oh yes uh, yeah there there's a lot of stuff going on wednesday nights around here uh and yeah i've got angry tech news the 12th episode is the fungible modders 
that one's out. I listened to that one today. Uh, today while I was uh, busting back and forth from work. Hey, had I the- missed the last episode or two. Did Bimrose decide for or against the cat noises? I know there was a, a poll going on. The cats are. There's maybe one or two cats per episode instead of one between every single segment. So he, uh, he toned it down. A, he toned it down uh, a little bit. I like that show. Bimrose does a. It, it, like I've said before, doing a solo podcast, respect anybody that yeah. has the the courage to do that. It's a well, he, it's something else. He's made me laugh out loud a couple different times on there with just deadpan, stupid things he said. Uh, he he does bits in there, uh, which are he pulls off. There's smart well. things he says. Yeah, you should go listen to it. It happens <laughs> from time to time. Uh, that was yeah. Yeah, I like I love you, Bimrose. Don't. Uh, don't take my show off the stream. So, I don't know. I was thinking of something else you could do that <laughs> hurt me, but that's probably the only thing. So, Sir Seat Sitter, tell me about abs in a six-pack. I mean, the first time I heard your show was, I think it was, uh, maybe it was an episode about <laughs> It was George a traumatizing Bush. day. <laughs> well, it was back when you had all your co-hosts on, uh, and I think you were talking about Skull and Bones. And funny, oh, yes. Funny my enough, favorite cereal. That was one of the times when I was moving... Uh, when I was moving into Maryland, I was listening to that. And then there was another episode. I'm trying to remember what I was listening to. I was also listening to it when I moved around in Maryland. So it seems like every time I move, I'm always listening to abs in a six-pack, like on my phone in my back pocket, you know? My well, we bill pocket. ourselves as the quintessential moving podcast. Yeah. In fact, if we find out that people that listen to abs in a six-pack are doing something besides moving boxes while listening, we block their IP <laughs> from listening. So how- Damn, harsh. How how is the uh, the show for you? I mean, I know you've been doing you hit your episode hundreds one hundred. You've been doing a, a little less often episodes since then, but you know, just why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you know what you want to do with the show? Are you taking donations yet? You know, are you? Yes, we started donations at episode one hundred, and uh, we get one every now and again, which is nice. Always appreciated. Helps me pay for diapers for the baby. Yep. Um, and and also, you know, with well, ship my at shipmyass.com, you might need some diapers. Shipmyass.com. Yes. <laughs> Bingo. Yes. That's a great Give one. you a bell for that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, yeah, no, it's great. It's uh, really depends on the guest or, like, We've I know. Some, you've had some good ones, though. You've pulled some some guests. People were surprised that you were able to pull it. So I applaud you, you know, for, for uh, you know, making that happen. David Icke was the big one that like bumped our like just looking at my analytics from what I can tell just on the website as opposed to I can't tell the apps that I can't tell what's going on with people's podcast apps. But the website traffic went way up with David Icke and it's just trickled down to pretty much nothing again since then. So maybe I need to get him back on. That's probably, <laughs> no, I don't I, know. But uh, I, I we recently after episode 100 introduced the prank call aspect which has been fun yeah that's great i've, I've heard because if we run out of things yeah. to do we can just start harassing people retailers and stuff you know I, we used to do that on a really 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 old i'm talking like over 10 years 12 years old it was a podcast it wasn't even recorded it was just a radio show internet radio show that was on god it was it was Basically, a bunch of B-tards from 4chan, and they would, we'd do prank calls on Skype. Back when Skype, um, you could make landline calls for free at the time. And so, 
just that's something that uh, what I'm trying to get at is that's something that's kind of close to my heart. It's like the stupid prank calls and the, you know, that's something that's missing in a lot of uh, like the the commercial radio stuff. Is no one wants to get into trouble. No one wants to do anything. Yeah. You know, old radio but, used to be like, yeah, we're gonna run a fake story how the mayor died in a plane crash <laughs> and see if we can freak people out until we get fined and kicked off the <laughs> air. Like people used to do shit like that. And no one wants to do it anymore. Everyone has to be so safe. And, you know. You know, uh, I was just talking to Caleb, one of my co-hosts who's rarely on anymore, like right before the show about the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie promotion. <laughs> oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Oh, I, I know because I was in New England when that happened. <laughs> when they yeah, had, there was like a huge bomb threat. And it was it turned out it was a promotion for the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. The Moon Knights. And the, uh, yeah, like the vice president of Adult Swim, I think, or somebody had to resign for that. And it was all just like yeah. you, they looked like bombs, and you open it up, and it was just like an ad for the. Uh, <laughs> well, here's what it here's what it was is you know the Moonanite characters obviously the pixelated, uh, purple and was it purple and green guys, we're the Moonanites, and you know that we're back. That shit they had. <laughs> yeah. What they the square like. kind of pixelated dudes. Yeah, from when they had yeah. the laser quad Those laser dudes. cannon. So yeah, they made basically light bright, really cheapo light bright looking panels which was basically a circuit card with leds that when you lit them up you'd you know it's the shape of the moon and you know and they put a little battery pack on it to power it and they put a magnet on the back and it had a little hook so what they would do is uh they built a shitload of these and they went around in like overpasses if they could stick the magnet to part of the overpass they just had a big pole and they pop it up and it'd sit up there and glow and they put them all over boston the boston area and that was fine, and no one really complained until I think it was the next day or the day after. The batteries had run out, and someone saw one and said, whoa, what is that thing up there on the side of the bridge? Is it a bomb? And the, so they called the bomb squad, and they shut it's down. It's going down, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. That was 2000, that must have been 2006 when that happened because I was a uh, – It remember is where, on. I remember where I was working at the time. I was listening to that on an old uh, FM radio station. <laughs> Rock radio. Yeah. Their other, uh, their other promotion for the Aqua Teen movie was a little safer where they plugged it on Adult Swim for days. Like, the whole movie will be played free the day before it's in theaters uh, to watch on cable on Adult Swim. Yeah. And then what they did is they played a tiny little window of it on silent in the corner of the... Uh, Yes. Of the screen at, yes, at the top, that. like during regular programming. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that's good. Now that's back as when a, they were cool, a, you know. Yeah, back before they. Yeah, well, so, uh, we don't need to get into the politics of Adult Swim and why they suck now. But yeah, they. We're not. I, I just want to make a correction here. How, we're not how, an how would, show. How we're do you just, think Bostonites would feel? But. Huh. How would, you, how would you think Bostonites would feel if they got a new sports team called the Moonanites? The Moonanites? <laughs> um, I don't know. First, I think they, they're Bostonians, aren't they? And then second... Yes, Bostonians. probably don't care. Uh, they, they like their... It, ha- it, has been, is, it has been like 14 years, yeah. Boston sports is just an institution that keeps rolling. You know, it it's... The teams, and everyone supports the teams. You go to any bar, they have the teams there. And if you try and add one, you know, I, don't, I think there's going to be resistance to it. It's like they, they, they're in their ways, and that's what they do, and they're never going to change. I want one of those, like, uh, 
like the beanies and the sports jerseys that just say like sports team on it and have a random number. It's just like team. made to yes. look like a real. <laughs> well, so not a random number. I mean, I mean, it would have to be either thirty-three or sixty-nine. Yes. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the cryptographic hash of my NFT, which uh, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> trying to throw in pie. Everything's funny. You gotta say if your hash is only two digits. Is only two digits long. It's not much of a hash. Wait, hold on. That's all you need. Two digits? Two digits is fine. You know that a digit only has ten possible values, right? Well, That's not, why it's a digit? Not in base 1024 math. Well, those aren't digits then. Uh, hmm, I guess uh, we're going to be technical here. A if we're being technical, who fingers who and toes are digits. I can count... <laughs> I can count yes, to twenty true. without taking my pants off. I can count to twenty. <laughs> I can count to twenty-one after. Uh, I actually so trained we, myself how to count in binary on my fingers. So, ooh, whoop de doo. Yeah, I, I, I am such a nerd. Oh man, I don't know what that means. You don't want to. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> it is. It's, and it can be it can be quite painful because it means bending fingers while keeping others straight and fingers don't tend to want to do that. They want to they want to work as a group. And cold acid was arrested in middle school for throwing gang signs. <laughs> in the lunchroom. Oh dear. Oh my god. No, no, I'm I'm not a thug. I'm just counting in binary. Oh, Jesus Christ. Binary. I had binary problems today, man. I had fucking MATLAB, man. If you try and cast a unsigned integer to a signed integer, my thought was that if you use the cast function, that it would just take the... I, the bits are already there. I just want to change the type, you know. So if you do cast, then it sets the sign bit to zero for negative numbers, and it fucks everything up. And it took me, like, two hours of, like, uh, searching through documentation before I realized, oh, there's actually two. You, you can do a, a cast or a typecast. And one of them is uh, what I expect is, a, is an actual kind of cast. And the other kind is some fucking thing that I don't want. So there. There's my binary story. Yeah. So, so yeah. First of all, just doing a, just doing a straight-up cast, if you're, if you're dealing with a negative number and you're casting it to an unsigned type, you'll end up with a very large number instead. But go the other way. I have a... Uh, all the bits are correct. It's only if the sign byte is, uh, is zero that it'll, that it'll go normal. But if I have a... A sign negative number, you know, you know what that is, right? It's, yeah, it's I did not, not come it's here not to do plain math inverse. problems. It's, it's, the, inver it's the inverse... Two. With a difference of one. It's the two's complement. Stored as the two's complement. I know. But... I exactly I'm fucking mad. I'm mad because it was so hard to get the right answer. All right, sorry, sir. Seat sitter, we nerded out there. No, you're well, fine. Well, shit, I was just man. Putting, I wouldn't use I MATLAB anyways. I'm Canadian, so we use thumbs maple. up for meth in the chat. I couldn't understand anything anyone said there. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I said, as a Canadian, I don't use MATLAB. I use Maple. Oh, good job. There you go. Math on meth. <laughs> Oh my god! Just so, keep it up. So speaking of, uh, why is this guy still on? 
Why is this guy still on? I don't know. Why are we still on, Colt? Do we have any? <laughs> do we have any thanks for donations today? Anything to credit? No, actually, quite sad. Quite sad. Well, actually, there was one story of my life. There was one donation, but it was a joke from somebody oh. who <laughs> I will not donation. mention because he knows who he is. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> Someone was, someone the was oldest, donating the, the, old, the Maybe, the maybe he will say book. something about it. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, what I, what I also did was I tested the boost-o-gram functionality for Rare Encounter just to make sure our stream set up because uh, I wanted to bring up, we now have value-enabled value tags on the Rare Encounter RSS feed. Yeah, we do. So how does this shit work? Well, if you... Use a podcast app that supports it. <laughs> go go through this whole maze of uh, of things you have to do. Uh, eventually, at the end of it, you can send us very small amounts of Bitcoin <laughs> through uh, through uh, not that. How, what how do I tell how do I tell who it's coming from when the when the when the bits come in? Oh, the it, quick answer is you don't. The, the way that well, it's set up is um, the Lightning protocol uses Onion-style routing. So every in-between node has a wrapped version of the packet, and they don't know where the final destination is. They only can unwrap theirs and find out where the next hop is. And the last nugget in the middle, after you've unwrapped it, doesn't tell anywhere in it where the originator was. All you know is what, what the previous node it came from, what channel it came through is. So it doesn't keep it doesn't hold the history and it doesn't have the um, the um, original sender on the receiver side. On the sender side, you can see what route things are going through uh, because you negotiate the route with everyone along the way. But the receiver side has no way unless you put a string inside the packet because you can put metadata in there. So you can add a record and say, "Hey, uh, this is from Billy Bob or whatever." Uh, so all these, that, so all these one sat, all these one sat transactions that I see here when I open up Ride the Lightning, I can't tell who they're from. No. Although I bet they're from you. Probably because I there should be a larger donation in there too, which was also for me. Yes, the te the test one, the test one where I sent you the invoice, and there was the memo Mimu in it. Ooh. There was. Another big one because I tested a boostagram to us. I opened. I don't see it here. Well, you won't be able to see it in there until like you won't be able to see the text, but there should be a value somewhere in there. Uh, but I. Did I check see. It. I, I see nothing other than three three don't or three invoices of one sat each on the twentieth. And the thousand sats on the nineteenth with Mimu. Hmm. Well, we'll have to do some troubleshooting because it came through on my end. So there must be something weird going on with the way you're set up. Hmm. Interesting. Come on, cold man. You just got to look Open for it. Open up your eyes, man. <laughs> Open up yeah. your eyes. Again, again, I'm again, Abel Kirby. I'm blaming you and Sir Spencer. For confusing the fuck out of me with all this, uh, with all this lightning it stuff. Is, it is so great to be on the other side, though. Once you figure it out, you're like, oh no, I'm in the club now. It's great. You want to <laughs> open up my eyes, man? Open up your eyes. <laughs> open up your eyes, man. <laughs> Dale Gribble there. Uh, okay, are we doing some potato news or what? 
Yeah, let's do some I want potato, potato news. Potato news. Potato news. Okay. Yeah, let's get the potato news out the door. All right, well, here it's you Canadian go. Canadian potato news. Potato news. What we need is a few good taters. It's potato news on Rare Encounter. Potatoes. That is great. I love that. The first story we have in <laughs> Potato News, I brought one, is uh, the Prince Edward Island bit. And Sir Seat Seater, is this the same one you have? Are we all on the same page? I have a this? bunch of... Pot- I mean, I have... Oh, uh, God. Okay, yeah. I mean, I got all kinds... I got... Uh, shit, I got New York Times mashed potato recipe sparse backlash on Twitter. I got uh, Business Insider. I made a potato salad in a slow cooker, and I thought the long cooking time wasn't worth it. Well, wait a minute. Let's yeah. go with potato salad because uh, uh, potatoes out the eyes. You, but first of all, yeah, let's let's deal with this potato ban from uh, from yeah, PEI. I, I I actually have a clip about the uh, and what does BEI stand for? By the way, Cole, you're the resident Canadian. PEI, it, Prince P-E-I. Edward Island. Oh, I thought yes. PEI would be potato engineering. What is it? Uh, but, Potato, potato exporting island because <laughs> yeah, po- other potato than ex- because potatoes yeah. and and Anna Green Gables are yeah. all that PEI is known for. I was gonna say that's why I know what PEI is because I read well, Anna Green Gables. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to go with the uh, Do you want to go with the uh, clip real quick? I have about yeah. the from the agriculture minister of Bibiu or no Bibiu is her name Bibiu? Bibiu. How do you say that? It's not Greg Greg Donald. What's BBU? Agriculture uh, Minister from PEI. Mary Claude Bibo. I think it's Bibo. Okay. All right. Yeah, this is just a clip it's, I pulled of her. It's French. Potatoes. Yeah. This, uh, That's she's, it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this is the whole thing. Potatoes and potatoes. These potatoes are destined to be the other potatoes, potato and potatoes. But it's not good enough for the Americans, and they said potatoes and potatoes. All right, uh, Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau, I really appreciate, Minister, you joining us. You got business on the East Coast and on the West Coast. Thank you so much. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. That's the uh, that's pot- <laughs> potato warts. I might have edited that one a little bit. I do have the full three-minute clip of her explanation, but give me what you got there, Cole. So what what was discovered is that... Potato wart was found on two different farms on PEI last month, and that the Canadian Food Inspection Agency stopped shipping seed potatoes from PEI to the United States and back in, back at the beginning of the month. And now, this week, they are not allowing any potatoes out of the province and into the states, other than frozen potatoes. Yeah. Frozen potatoes are apparently okay. Where they stop fresh. But potatoes. given that, given that, given that PEI gets most of its money from selling potatoes and the rest of it from Japanese tourists who are totally into Anna Green Gables, this is not good for the island's economy. Yeah. Interestingly. Over over the last two decades, do you know how many times potato wart has been discovered in PEI? No. Thirty-three times. Yes. What could you do? If I had thirty-three herpes potatoes, yeah, I, 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 I'd keep my eye on that. Well, you're gonna get those potato eyes. They're gonna start growing out of your dick. You don't want oh, that. Oh God. 
Yeah, that that's that's not pleasant. Potato dick is never a pleasant thing, especially when the eyes are growing. Yeah, you're gonna have to you have to cut those things off every month. I'll tell you what, I've heard the story like a handful of times now, and I get grossed out more every time that Spencer brings up the guy that had the tumors in his arms that got cured by the super concentrate CBD. Oh, yeah, that's And him pulling the roots out. I'm like, oh, I just imagine that every time, like vivid in vivid detail. I'm like, oh, my God. So the potato eye, the potato eye dick thing sounds just as bad. What's he have like a corn on the, like a worse even. I mean, it's one thing when it's your arm. It's a totally different thing when it's your third leg. Ew. Yeah, corn on the cancer. Yeah, terrible. That's, that's why I imagine it's like <laughs> big, big corny kernels, you know, all up and down his arm, and he's popping them off, and it kind of looks like an empty egg carton when he's done. Is what I think it looks like. That's what I imagine anyway. It is gross. And that's how they make clam shatter. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is the the Prince Edward Island uh, market. For American potatoes is eighty. Oh, I'm sorry. For uh, the American market for Prince Edward Island potatoes is apparently eighty-seven million dollars uh, per year. The which was more than I thought. I, yeah. I was surprised at that. The thing about well, they do feed they do feed nine million Americans every year with with PEI potatoes. So all all of the news that I've read because I've been keeping track of the PEI potatoes before this wart story came out. There were a bunch of articles. They were kind of one-off. I never really brought them to the show, but they were about how the potatoes on PEI were supposed to be one of the better crops this year. Like they were getting the most and the the best flavors or whatever. That you know, everyone had a, such a high opinion of these potatoes. And I guess that's just uh, probably before the fall. Or it was a native ad. I don't know. It's hard to tell. And they were always better. Oh uh, no! I mean. It could it could be that this is some sort of like evil Idahoan plot <laughs> against uh, against the Prince Edward Islanders. It's the Orida Collective is uh, dropping spores. I'm gonna drop some spores by on PEI. Uh, I wanted to talk about potato salad. It's your seat sitter. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, this is Business Insider India. Uh, I made potato salad in a slow cooker, and I thought the long cooking time wasn't worth it. I just like the headline. I haven't read this. But I just like that Business Insider wrote a whole article about how, like, first of all, let's break down the headline. I made a potato salad in a slow cooker. Right. It's just, what? And I thought the long cooking time wasn't worth it. It's like, it's called a slow cooker, you dumb cunt. But. You know, it's what's wrong with it is it the cooking of the potatoes took too long because you know even if you didn't make potato salad and you made another kind of potato you still have to cook the potato. It's like I'm just never gonna have potatoes again because they take too long to cook. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, I think it's a woman. You know, because she's cooking. So oh yeah. Hey-o. Well, Tennessee style. No. I found out that there was a potato salad, uh, Tennessee style. Sir seat sitter, your comment. What is what is this? Uh, <clears throat> well, the potato salads that I've usually had are it's like you get, we got like diced potatoes, mustard, mayonnaise, celery. What else is there? Um, There's one ingredient that stuck out to me because I, I saw Tabasco. I saw is it Tabasco? No, it was pickles. paprika. It was pickles. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, pickles- I drink whiskey with pickle juice, so. Yeah, so pickleback's one thing, but pickle in a potato salad, that's something else. 
I mean, it's better than grapes in a freaking chicken salad or tuna salad. <laughs> grapes? You mean cranberries? Who puts grapes in it? No, they put sliced grapes in some chicken salads, and it pisses me off every Ugh. time. That doesn't sound right. I like grapes, but not my chicken salad. Man. Yeah. I didn't do fucking shit! Oh, man. So we had, um, what else do we got for topics here? I got some stuff about electric airplanes. Kind of on the I just recently did some airplane news on my show. I thought you had, to, I thought you had something about, uh, about 3D animated wombs. Me? Well, can we can oh. we do, before we get off potato news, I did have one more thing I wanted to, it'll take 30 seconds. Sure, go ahead. Top 10 ways to eat a potato, a potato, potato from Caviar Daily. Potato chips. Gnocchi. Do you know what this is? I haven't heard of this. No. Gnocchi. Potato-based dumpling that is formed with flour, potato, and eggs. Uh, potato skins and wedges. Should be really two. It should be three and four, not just three. Potato skins and wedges. Potato salad, as we already covered. Steamed potatoes. Number six, hash browns or tater tots. Once again, that's two different things. But okay. Seven, mashed potatoes. Eight, baked potatoes. Nine, roasted potatoes. Ten, french fries. French fries should have been number one. That's my only complaint with this article. And they go into detail about each one as if it's like, who is anybody reading this article thinking like, oh my God, this is new information. Other than the, uh, the Genoshi, Genoshi potato dumplings. Genoshi. Genoshi. Yeah, I don't know. That, is that I, Polish? I, I'm just like... I think that's Polish, isn't it? Gnocchi? I thought Probably. that was Italian. Hmm. Ever since that last episode I did with John from John Breaks Bad News where we read a whole New York Times article with sources and shit about how whether or not it's safe to eat the stickers on your fruit that you get at the grocery <laughs> store. I saw that. I've just been like, what? What? Like, I've, I've, it made me read all these articles in a new light. Like, who... Who is reading an article besides me? Well, I guess I'm the idiot here <laughs> about how there's 10 different ways to eat potatoes. It's like, I never heard of french fries before. No shit. What is this? That's oh, weird. A, a french fried deep fried potato sticks. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, this man. stuff has been grinding my gears in here. That's I'm off my soapbox now. That's just things piss me off. Well, speaking of grinding gears, I was reading up on electric airplanes, and I found out there was a kind of mediocre um, story in Engadget about um, an airspeed record for an electric prop plane, and when you compare it to the, the airspeed records from basically World War II airplanes, like the Spitfires, um, it's not that great. It was a 387.4 mile per hour top speed for a Rolls-Royce uh, all-electric airplane, and the thing looks pretty cool. I'll drop a link so that people can take a look at the picture. And the the bottom line is I've had a lot of interest in electric prop planes for a little while. The I heard a podcast, and I've been trying to track down it. It was like, you know how sometimes you kind of flip through and you hear something, uh, maybe you hear something on the No Agenda stream, and it's like, oh, God, i got to listen to that. That's exactly the show I want to listen to, and you can't, you know... It's hard to find out what the the name of the show was and go back and subscribe to it. Um, I think you mentioned something like that. Uh, you know, it's it's like you're flipping through, you see something on TV, a TV movie. It look and it's amazing, but you forget you miss the title and you're trying to find out, figure out what it was. You know, for a long time, 
I did that. There was an aerospace podcast that was talking about electric airplanes, and it was fantastic. And I could never find out what the name was or where it came from or who, you know, who was putting this thing on. So ever since then, I've been reading these. And the, the cool thing about electric airplanes is that you can have a counter-rotating or contra-rotating props uh, more easily than with the, the gasoline-powered airplanes. The, and they still might have a, a generator inside that's powering the electric motor, but the idea is in a regular prop plane, if the prop is always spinning clockwise, then the plane is always being kind of tilted. You know, it's always trying to roll because the force of the turning propeller is causing it to kind of force the plane to, well, to, to, to roll. And so you have to do some things to, to take care of that. But if you have two props that are spinning the same speed in opposite directions, then the, the torque is neutral, and you can optimize the, the whole plane for drag and do some, like, get rid of the, um, the stabilizer on the back because it doesn't need to hold you upright anymore. Uh, it's just a uh, here's, here's a question I have. Yeah. Has anybody made it from – it probably is too risky, but it'd be, I'm just curious. Has anybody made it from east coast of the United States to, say, Europe with an electric plane? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Usually these are short. The electric planes they have now are really limited by the battery capacity, and so they can go from, yeah. you know, city to another city, uh, but they don't do long-haul flights with them. They, the I think the flying time is more like an hour or something like that. Like, you really you don't want to be up there. If you put an electric generator on it, you could get everything miniaturized, then you could do a long flight because you'd be basically carrying gasoline and using it to, to turn a diesel engine or uh, turn a turn a generator to, to power the prop. You know, kind of like an electric... Uh, diesel but then it's not really an electric plane anymore. Well, then it becomes like a diesel electric plane. That is some nitpicking that I don't care for. The thing that's really cool is the electric motor. Well, keep, keep, in, mind, keep in mind the weight of the fuel that you'd need to also be carrying now versus, versus a pure electric plane, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the pure electric would have to carry a big battery pack too, so it's going to be heavy either way. That's yeah, but it'll be even heavier if you're if you're carrying the battery pack and you're carrying a bunch of fuel around for when the battery drains. If Hold on a second. I just came up with a great fucking invention right here. What's that? We already have windmills, right? What does windmills do? The wind blows through the thing and causes energy to be created. All right? So why don't we just have It doesn't like the propellers of the freaking plane generate energy like a windmill does. Yeah, they one of the because things then you've invented a perpetual motion machine, and <laughs> that is just not possible. Well, no, wait a minute. They do do that because that's one of the benefits of the electric plane. Is if you're in an airplane and you want excuse me down, in that in this universe we obey the laws of thermodynamics. Blah, blah. No, gravity's fake. I'm Space talking, is fake. Fuck I'm, you. I'm talking about regenerative braking with your prop. You can actually spin the prop backwards. Oh, okay, yeah. If you want to land on a short runway, how do you slow a plane down? Well, you put a bunch of flaps and you open air brakes and stuff. You would basically increase the drag is the only way to do it. There's no powered way to stop the plane unless you have like a retro thruster on the front. But if you have an electric motor, well, those spin... You can have a forward torque on it, and you can put a backwards torque on it just as easily. There's no special hardware or equipment you need to do reverse thrusting. So if you want to slow down really fast, uh, or if you want to land on a really short runway, you can do that. The shortest runway I ever saw was your mom's. Oh! <laughs>
Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> almost choked. I almost choked there. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a hairy landing strip, but it was all right. Yeah. It was all right. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's a bush. Those bush pilots, they can do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I, I want to bring more of the airplane stuff later. I don't know how I'm going to package it, but there's some really cool innovations that are happening with electric-powered airplanes. But that's neither here. Well, if we can have the the propeller can already, like you said, be a, a windmill essentially. <laughs> but you remember that? What are those things that like spin in the? Uh, the, uh, what's it called? God, the the, the water, the water, the water no, the water, the water goes through and it powers it like uh, a water wheel. Is that what it's called? A water wheel? It's got a better name than a that. water wheel. Well, a water wheel is what really. I mean, okay, well, water, so, the, water, so water, why can't the wheels on the plane be water wheels? It's an amphibious <laughs> plane. It lands in the water and then and, and the momentum charges the plane back up again so it can take off. There you go. Now we're thinking, hire me, Bill Gates. This is a big brain design right here. Yeah, yeah. The, I've got, I think I think solar panels all over the uh, all over the wings and the top of the of the body of the plane might work a bit better. Oh, they've done that. Yeah, though. and it, and if it's a dent, if you can get someone who's also a pilot and a dentist, you could have molar panels, and he can just you know, you know, do fillings while he flies the plane, multitask, make twice as much money. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want somebody <laughs> to be my, operating in my I mouth my at the same and... time they're piloting something. Yeah. It seems that seems a little dangerous. It's called the pull on yeah. the go. That's what they do. You know, I got to get an extraction, but I got to be in Seattle <laughs> in two hours. So what do you do? You get the dentist on the plane. I need with to the always. I, I I'm still not in the habit of it, but I'm trying to get to the point where everything I say I have this right. But oh, I got one of those. Yeah, yeah mine's. Mine's turned down. There you go. It's a little louder now. Nice. No, they did a solar-powered airplane. The solar-powered glider, actually. They had some uh, ultralights. Uh, was it Google or Facebook? One of these guys kept trying to put balloons up in the air. They wanted to have some balloon that was going to give Wi-Fi to Africa. <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever stupid. It's like, <laughs> as, if, as if there's no internet in Africa is kind of the thing. It's like, you know they have internet there, right? You know, it's... Uh, uh, there's, there's I think what the, uh, probably thinking more something along the lines of like Starlink, but without having to actually put anything into orbit, just just put them on balloons, it, in, put the satellites on balloons instead. They wanted to have ultralights that were just solar powered, and they perpetually just fly around the sunny side of the Earth, I guess, and they'd stay in the air because they've always they always have solar power. I don't know if that's plausible. That that was one of the stupid ideas that they brought up. It certainly didn't work. Uh, I'll say that because it uh, never panned out. But it's been thought of. No, you need you need something that can float on its own rather than rather than needing like motive power to keep it in the air. Like a boat. Something like that to like work. A, like a boat. Like a balloon. Oh boy. So there you go. There's the juice my plane story. <laughs> juice my plane. <laughs> There's also a juice my truck story, which is the electric uh, truck. This one's kind of stupid. It was from the drive.com. It's the Ford F-150 Lightning can charge other Ford F-150 Lightnings. So well, that's useful. <laughs> like, this is the basis of the story. It's like, well, you can take like a... I, 
a USB cable from my Ford F-150 and I can plug it into your Ford F-150 and I can <laughs> use my battery to charge yours. This is the story. I just imagine like, I just imagine visually like an endless chains of like, it starts with one guy breaking down the highway and then the next guy like was like, yeah, let me uh, charge you up. And then he charges that guy and his battery dies. And then a third guy pulls up and goes, well, let me charge you. And it's like, but you get like a hundred trucks all charging each other by the end and they all dead battery. Well, you put, you put, uh, you put a set of jumper cable. You put the highway circle the, jerk. You put the jumper cable on the circle back, jerk on the back bumper. And then you put another cable on the front bumper. I <laughs> could <laughs> charge for 10 miles. Just, just, da- all- just daisy chain all the trucks from, from one end of the highway to the other uh i'm sorry they're yeah. plastic. The, all the cars are plastic now that won't work sorry damn uh, that's a shame uh, <laughs> able mr kirby i should say i saw in the show notes which by the way i had a hard time reading because i don't know what the hell that gibberish was but i did see will smith puke jizz as a headline in there can we get to that those are cold ass notes would... i don't know what that's about uh oh that says fully... i saw go i use emacs on. Yeah, I use Emacs like uh, like a true, like a true. Damn it! Stupid words stop disappearing when I try to use you. Yeah, you definitely use Emacs. I, can I mean, tell. that looks like that looks like HTML meets uh, notes, like the application notes. Usually, it's org mode. I didn't understand what I was looking at. Well, speaking of org mode, Will Smith went into org mode, uh, according to an interview. When he was sixteen, he had. A breakup, I guess, with his first girlfriend, and then he goes and he says he went full ghetto he hyena. He was cheating on him. Uh, and uh, basically had, I don't know, some kind of weird, the way he described it sounds pretty gross. It's like, yeah, anything that was. He, co- he coped with in. sex to the point that he started vomiting whenever he came. That's what he says. That doesn't make any sense to me. He said he had a psycho. Like, it's a lot of sex. Yeah, it's. There was a period of my life where I was pretty ambidextrous with both both my left and right hands. Mm, ambidextrous. TMI. Ambidextrous. Ambidextrous. And this I, this idea that you could just puke from coming too much is insane to me. Yeah. But I, uh, it, there's people that come when they cry. Also, Will Smith and I do. <laughs> I did. I did bring a Will Smith clip. This is from uh, the Fresh Prince. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. That's what he said every time. Saying that but, in between, uh, in between, like bouts of upchucking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, man. You're right. Yeah. I would have added puking noises to that. That would have been great. Yeah. And the man implies that he was having. Uh, not heterosexual sex, so it would have been like a triple joke there. See, Cold Acid, I need to hire you as the writer for my clip clipping. Oh, dear. <laughs> what do we but got? It's a, well, I, I just had one more question about the Will Smith thing. Yeah, go ahead. Does he say in there how many different women, or was it with like the same women he would puke on, or was it like every different woman he would puke on? Like... It sounded like he was just fucking anything that came by. And he puked on all of them. So, all of them. He puked on all wow. of them, I bet. Hmm. Very interesting. 
Yeah, I know, right? And I mean, I mean, he was pretty popular back in back in back in the uh, Fresh Prince days. So he must have been having like a whole fucking fay before before getting out and getting laid. Because I mean, he's got to get he's got to make sure he's got enough puke for all of them, right? Because dry heaves just sucks. You don't want to run out, you know? Hey, babe, I'm saving up for tonight. I haven't puked. In, I haven't. I haven't puked. Uh, it's, it's no vomit November. That's what I always say. So that's what they mean by edging. We're, yeah. Saving up a load is yeah. You know, I, I smelled that. Uh, I smelled that. I, just, I smelled that old Chinese in the back of the fridge. That's how I edge. I'm gonna come. Yeah, I just like think that. for Arby's roast beefs. <laughs> I'm ready to go, baby. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Curly or crinkle with that man. <laughs> can, we, can we have a can we have a poll? Curly fries or crinkle fries? Usually, when you have a poll, you respond to it. I don't know. Curly, <laughs> curly, <laughs> curly, Larry or Mo fries. Curly, Larry. What's a Larry? I, fry? I'm fortunate enough that I have I've only ever seen like two Arby's in my entire life, and I've never been into either of them. Hmm. Arby's. Oh well. On that note, we did, didn't ha- do you have something? Else? Arby's did have the uh, the in response to the meat that's made of vegetables thing. Arby's did announce that they were doing uh, like carrots and broccoli and shit made of meat, <laughs> like vegetables <laughs> yeah. made of meat. I love yeah, that. That's uh, <laughs> nice. Too bad. Too bad their food all tastes bad. So it's and it kills you. But, you know, we can't have it all. Well, thanks to your seat yes, for, uh, for coming on tonight. Thanks for having yeah, thank me. Thank you for not puking on us. Yep, thank you for not uh, coming on us also. <laughs> I did, you just didn't notice. Yeah. Well, until next time. Ew. I'm Abel Kirby. I'm cold acid. All right, woman. see you later. Stay fruity, boys. Always. Oh, I had a good woman. Let's see,